Welcome back to another episode of Engineering Money. And uh, actually, Ben is gone this week, so Joey and I just get to be out here all lawless. We get to go by our own rules. It's going to be wild with a Y. (laughs) So uh, my name's Tim, and I'm an infrastructure engineer in, in Indianapolis. And I'm Joey, a food products engineer in Minneapolis. So, Joey, what happened last week? Well, there's been a lot going on, but I think the thing that's interesting to talk about, you know, the general economic themes we've been looking at in past weeks are the uh, unemployment numbers came out, you know, the, the, the weekly report. And for the first time since March, it's below 2 million people applying for unemployment that week. That's a, a news oh. I feel like was reported all over the place. I kept seeing that come up. Yeah, I, I actually also heard about that. Um, I think that was actually a reason for a rally at the end of this week. Right. Was because um, what they reported, the total unemployment was like 13.7% instead of... It's supposed to be like, like 19 or something. Yeah, well, I think um, it was 147 the last time they announced it. Okay. So, it's a an improvement and uh people were were looking to see that so um but then i also saw an article that said that the the labor department had admitted that the government household survey takers mistakenly counted about 4.9 million temporary laid off employees or people in their household as employed yeah. Um, and this has been an issue that they've had in the past where the people that are filling out the surveys just don't fill it out properly because I guess it's a little bit too ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really, the if you're counting, I'm assuming that means furloughed employees um, for temporarily laid off people. Um, but I think or this article says that the employment rate would have actually been um, 16.1% this past week. And the figures for April would have been 19.5% unemployment instead of 14.7. Okay. So, I mean, it's still trending down from the actual numbers, 19.5 to 16.1. Right. Um, So that's still good to see. (laughs) But the Labor Department has claimed they don't want to correct the survey results for fear that it will look like political manipulation. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, and so it kind of like came out with an asterisk. It's like, here's the number, but you know, understand the context. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it is still trending down, so that's good. It's just not as low as they say it actually is. Yeah. And I, and I'm looking at this, this uh, chart here of the seasonally adjusted initial claims. And it's like, yeah, look, you can see it just dipped under 2 million. We're, it's uh, it's still like before this crisis. It looks like we're at zero. It looks like this is the only data that exists because it just dwarfs everything else. Like two million people yeah. reporting in a week is still not something to, to like you can't do that forever. Yeah, and with past um or with the two thousand eight one, it was a lot more gradual. Right. It wasn't just like an on and off switch. Millions of people are filing for unemployment each day. Or each week. Exactly. Um, 
And so it, w- it was a more gradual rise and a more gradual fall. So maybe this one will be a more dramatic fall in the future, or like it'll continue to be more um, dramatic than gradual, which is what we would hope for. Right. Um, right. But it, we're still always that hope that the, the switch can be flicked back on just as easily as it came off. Right. Yeah, exactly. To, to me though, it's like, we definitely saw that rally in the markets after this news came out. And to me, it seems a little unwarranted considering the, the asterisk we talked about and the fact that it's still 2 million people in a week. Yeah. I feel like we, we've been discussing the whole rally that we've had for the past several weeks now as saying, oh, all the bad news is already priced in. Everyone's expecting bad news. And then we're going to hype ourselves even higher than right. previous levels. It, it seems like that that means the future good news is also already priced in. We're like, okay, we're going to get out of this. That's why we're rallying. But then more good news makes us rally even harder, I guess. It just doesn't seem like the time is really being, like the whole time frame is being considered. But, you know, that's the and, markets for you. Yeah. Whatever is happening right now is going to be happening forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it'll be really interesting to see with all the protests going on, if we start to, see, like, I know there are people that they're wearing their masks and trying their best, but we'll see if the actual um covid rates like go up dramatically oh, right. because if they don't then that would be an, a case for reopening the mm-hmm. uh, the economy that's even a further. good point yeah and yeah it's the protest and then even worse is the it's like once riot police get in there and it's they're using their riot control techniques it naturally pushes people into crowds and and they're coughing yes. and it's just a terrible it's like if that doesn't spread coronavirus, then yeah, I think you're right. There's, um, yeah, well, and if it does, and there's a like it, um, there's another big outbreak of it. Then, I mean, I don't think that's really going to affect the markets because people will have expected that because it, it's just right. kind of common sense. Well, you told us to socially distance before, and that seemed to work, and now everyone's back together. Well, of course it'd do that. So. I don't know. I think there's only positive that could come out of it in relation to stock prices. Right. And so that means we should probably buy puts just based on our track record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I'm saying that it, it could be good, then buy puts. <laughs> yeah. Um, something else that I saw this week. Well, actually, so I use Charles Schwab. That's no endorsement, but... Um, they came out with their own fractional shares. Ooh, nice. <laughs> but I, they had to come up with their own name for it, so they call it Schwab Slices. Slices. Um, not sure how I, if I'm a fan of the name, it would have been better if they called it Chuck's Junks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but uh, it's, I don't know. I, I haven't used it yet because it just seems kind of weird. Um, you have to go through a whole nother like system to to do the fractional shares really instead of just like when you're buying a stock doing like half instead yeah. of one share yeah F- fidelity so. has it but for some reason it's like their desktop site isn't modified to use it very easily and then but if you do the phone app it's fine you can just type in dollars instead of shares well yeah because what person buying fractional shares would be using a desktop version, Joey? 
<laughs> they're trying to capture those Robin Hood hooligans. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um. Oh, I, uh, did you have anything else, Joey? Uh, nothing really else that I've been thinking about from last week. Okay. Well, I guess this could also be considered future stuff, but um, Ben had talked about DraftKings previously. Right. And this was a few weeks ago, actually. But Ben said that he was going to get some. And then I just kind of forgot about it. And it really took off. Yeah, it And did. Ben didn't tell you or, or me about it taking off. So we just both missed out on it. He kept the secrets to himself. Um, yeah. <laughs> what a selfish boy. Um, but so I was looking into getting some online gambling related stocks and then actually an etf was just announced um it's the ticker is bets b-e-t-z um and it's just like a an etf of just all online gambling so it's got like DraftKings, flutter entertainment points bet holdings um can group i don't know what those other ones are i just know DraftKings. Mm -hmm. but um I bought a few shares um, this past week, so I guess that probably means uh, buy puts. <laughs> right. And then, uh, you know, it w- if I don't know how many companies are in what? that ETF, but uh, a strategy that I like to look at, it's like if you see an industry like online gambling that you think is going to generally go up, then you can kind of make your own ETF, especially now that you have fractional ability, just put some money into all those stocks. And then as long as one of them goes up, even if all the other ones go to zero, if you have one of them that becomes like a massive leader, like Microsoft Mm -hmm. after their technology became a big thing, like imagine getting... But for online gambling. (laughs) Right, exactly. I mean, it's just anytime a new industry is kind of starting up i feel like you could do the same thing with weed yeah. stocks right now you know it's if you picked the right one you could be rich but plenty of them will go to zero it's just like if you bought a bunch of internet stocks in the dot-com era you only needed yeah, one a lot of them went to zero Yeah, plenty but... of them went to zero but if you invested a hundred dollars in each of them and then one of them became made it out yeah. worth like <laughs> up 10,000 percent then you know it doesn't matter that the others went zero yeah exactly yeah so that might be something to look into that's what i've liked to look at with the uh gene editing stocks using the like crispr cas technology something like five public companies that do it and so i like to buy all of those and then hope that one goes up of course then i always end up selling as soon as i get a profit because i'm like oh good for me and then my strategy just wasn't followed through but you know yeah (laughs) so normally we would go through um earnings that are happening this next week but ben's the one that always does those ben's the one that gets us the info (laughs) uh i'm not sure coming out this next week i i did just find there's this website called finviz.com it's short for financial visualizations oh okay um but they have a tab on there called where it's like a screener 
and I found it, I've just been messing around with it the past few days, and it's been really cool. Um, maybe there's something with earnings. Oh, here we go. Next week. Oh, heck yeah. There are, uh, there's 89 this next week. Yeah, we're starting to get and towards the, I feel like the end of a quarter coming up, so. Yeah, there's Lululemon next week, Joey. Oh, yes, I knew there was something on my list that I was watching for. They have been... They've been up. They're always up. They never go down. You cannot beat Lululemon. And I th- I think Ben and I might have talked about Chewy a few weeks ago. Um, they also have earnings. Um, those are the only ones that I really see that I've I've heard of uh-huh. before. But, oh, Adobe. Oh, if you're invested yeah. in Adobe. And I'm, I'm not sure what so. other, uh, like, reports to look for coming out like economic numbers obviously look for that thursday jobs report it'll be interesting to see if that's what it's turned into yeah so is this is this steep decline going to continue are are those numbers adjusting going to make another little bounce back up we'll we'll see yeah and then um i'd previously talked about um a report from charles schwab that talked about different investing strategies and how investing immediately was probably the best thing that you could do um, aside from you know timing the market perfectly and it's just just and, overall and, if you have money you should invest it immediately or is it like in the yeah if you have money to invest it's not just it's, like in the context of a recession or just like over 20 years okay if you're getting the, the experiment they did was over 20 years they gave these investors that they set up with different strategies two thousand dollars each um year and um, they they invested them according to these other strategies and as it turned out um, obviously investing at the absolute best time each year uh, won Mm -hmm. but investing immediately came in second and um, cost average base or like cost basis averaging um, was third okay and um but the interesting thing is is investing immediately wasn't too far behind investing at the absolute perfect time each year. Right, and because investing immediately is something that you actually can do. Right? Yeah. Like the the best, best <laughs> exactly. time best possible times is in retrospect. Like you wouldn't have known that. Yeah. And um over the 20 years obviously well, I mean you just as individual people Investing immediately can be scary because mentally, if you invest at a bad time, um, then you can be really kicking yourself, uh-huh. which is why I think it's better just to go with uh, cost basis averaging, even though it's been shown by these simulations to not do quite as well. It still does like, I mean, over 20 yeah. years with the $2,000 per year, it was like a few thousand dollars off. Well, and in, um, in a way, though, if if you're getting $2,000 a year over 20 years, that's also dollar cost averaging, you know? Well, yeah. Like, what, what if you just had $40,000 at the very beginning and invested that all at once? Yeah, it'd be substantially um, higher. But um, just psychologically, I, I think it's easier to just do cost average um, or cost basis averaging. But uh, to get back to the how it's impossible to at, invest at the absolute best time, um, that's just talking about 
having you're putting in new money at the best time i've seen people just all over online forums like saying you know it's it, the market's irrational right now i'm going to take out my money while um the market's up mm-hmm. and you know i don't mind on missing out some gains so i'll get back in when it's lower and more rational but people seem to forget that to correctly time the market like that where you're taking your money out it's twice as hard because you have to be correct when you're taking it out and when you're putting it back in. Exactly, exactly. I think people just yeah. tend so, to think of a position, like entering a position and exiting a position, people think of them as fundamentally different. But really, it's just it's the same thing. You're deciding whether you want to be more or less invested. It's just yeah. like at any point, and you could go short or you could go long. Exactly. And I actually, before the big crash... Um, back in uh, earlier this year, I was pretty lucky because I just decided, well, um, things don't look very good. So I took most of my money out of my trading accounts and I missed a big drop. Like I, I was, I did pretty well with like timing it at the top. But then when I got back in, it was like two weeks into the drop mm-hmm. and there was still a while or a ways down to go. So I did not time it very well getting back in. It's the the metaphor um, of catching a falling knife. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I I still saved myself some like percent some percentage points of losses, but um, I still got back in too early, and then, um, you know, I didn't put in as money as much money as I should have in March. Yeah. So that's just how it goes. You just gotta. Well, you know, seeing that we're now almost back to pre-crash levels overall Mm -hmm. markets we're pretty close i think um you know i'm still scared thinking that this rally can't last and we're not going to see this kind of sustained activity (laughs) or we may even see another big drop coming up yeah Uh, but but i have had to take a bunch out of my positions just now and i'm hoping that this turns out to be good timing but but joey we've been talking about how there should be a drop well at least i have been very bearish for most of our episodes but i just know that right when i let my guard down it's gonna crash exactly exactly and like um for for me right now i'm I'm taking money out because i am now in the market to buy a house and so i need money for a down payment so ideally for uh, me uh like stocks will be flat for a while and housing prices will go up after i buy one that's the best case scenario i can have so see me rooting for that in coming weeks (laughs) (laughs) yeah because if like if you just have this money for investing for your future and you aren't going to be needing to use it anytime within like the next 10 years or even like five years you know like 15 years from now it won't matter much whether you purchased um, spy at 300 versus 270. Right. You know, it's just what's going to matter is if you took your money out and then were able able to convince yourself to put it back in. Mm-hmm. It's the time in the market, so, not timing the market. Yeah, it's like sure, timing the market in theory can work better. It's just near impossible to do. And as we know. Stocks only go up. Only up into the right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Yeah, just we we know they only go to the right. That's for sure. Unless the SEC tries decides to make some changes, decide to reverse the arrow of time. Yeah, we'll see. Well, anyway, well in uh in like Japan and China, don't they read from the uh the right to the left? Oh, that's true. Like if you ever get a uh a Japanese graphic novel, you read it from back to front. Do you think they're like stock charts go from right to left i doubt it because there's still like the general scientific community that plots x and y axes the way they do yeah i bet you're right you're right there's no way because it's not Um, it's not like reading from right to left on a single line it's more like reading the right page first and then the left page I, i think the the words still go left to right. No, I think it's still right to left. Is it really? Huh. For the words, yeah. I thought. I guess I don't know how to read Japanese, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. I don't either, so... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Never mind. This isn't really relevant, so... Where were we? Um. Yeah, well, I don't have anything else to talk about, Joey. Do you? Well, if we can jump into what we kind of think we want to look at coming up, some of this predict predictive stuff. I'm looking at my my matrix that I love to talk about so much, and there are specific outliers in just what it predicted to do well and poorly, particularly mm-hmm. poorly in Amazon, Netflix, and Virgin Galactic are like way beneath everything else on the list, and they are almost the entire the entirety of my short position for last week. And that's like balanced out with everything oh. else. You've been shorting Amazon and that's not been going well. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that pos- my short position on Amazon is up 3%. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause it hasn't really been like, I mean, it's up, but it hasn't been like taking off. Yeah. And it was just, it was the time that I got in on it, but the the bigger one I think is is Virgin Galactic. That one I have been shorting, and that has done quite well. That's one of my biggest <laughs> money makers. Shorting Virgin Galactic. Yeah, remember when I thought they were going to be great? They, they're going to the moon. Just the opposite way. Right. Well, no, they're 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 going down to conserve some energy. Then they'll shoot right back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, my biggest folly has been. Raytheon Technologies shorted heavily. They've been they've been killing it. Um, I don't know actually much about them except that we have a friend that's working for them, so maybe that's why they're going to the moon. Probably, they got good people. Oh, I actually, I also wanted to talk about um, I, I talked about Slack last week. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't know if you heard Joey, but they came out with um, Amazon is going to be using like Slack now. Oh. Like as a company, all of they will be using Slack. All eight hundred eighty thousand of their employees. Well, probably not the fulfillment center workers, but you know, um, all their employees will be using Slack. And when I heard that news, I was like, "Oh my gosh, Slack probably just like shot up so much." But check out the Slack <laughs> stock price when the news was announced. I. Th- like shortly after it was announced, they went down from like 
Oh my gosh. Thirty eight dollars yeah. to thirty two. Well, they they were up at forty. At, forty was their peak. Yeah. And then, on the fourth. Wow. Down to thirty one. Thirty one sixty. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure why. Well, I think an important thing is look at it in terms of the past. I mean, just you can look at it their entire since their IPO. They came in at just above 35 and had tanked down to 20, and they were on quite a rally. I mean, just since mm-hmm. the beginning That's of true. May, going from 26 up to 40. And so that I this is kind of just, in the grand scheme of things, this could just be like, oops, a little correction. They could keep going up. Yeah, but it's just such a sharp decline in, in that one day. It sure was, though, yeah. So that just had me confused. Sorry to hijack your discussion about your... No, that's okay. That's that's pretty much all I had to say on it anyway. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Ben wants us to remind everyone that we have a Discord. So feel free to join that. we trying to get some community engagement going. Have some good times. Um, and uh, I guess we'll catch you next week. Yeah, maybe we'll even have Ben back. Yeah, hopefully we'll have Ben back. We need him. <laughs> We'll have some more structure. <laughs>